Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Hi, Mark. I've got a question here we're going to go straight into from Rosie, and it's a bit of a philosophical question. She's asking you about driving pressure. She'd like to know and uh, in a little bit more detail so that she can understand the difference between using a long stick to help motivate a horse to think forward and a lunging whip to help motivate a horse to move forward on a circle. So assuming that your horse is moving past your shoulder softly and it's thinking away from you softly and coming back to you softly, is there any issue with you using the lunge whip to help motivate your horse forward into a trot or canter, i.e. are all driving pressures made equal? Good question, Rosie. It's uh, and I and I know there's a lot of people out there that have the same question. They, they you know, they're in their mind. What at what? Because I've had people say, "Oh, I thought I wasn't allowed to drive," and I'm like, "Well, that's not really driving," because they'll almost think anything that looks like, you know, energy or pressure is driving. Um, so, and and I think it's good to get clarification every now and again to to remind ourselves, you know, uh, the what is driving. Um, so the way I see the negative driving pressure, the ones that really influences horses in a negative way is the horse, um, it's, uh, so, so basically we, we want a horse to go towards their thoughts, make a decision, go towards that decision. Um, so they've done something for themselves. The negative driving pressure, oftentimes the horse is moving away, looking at the pressure um, and in, in emotionally escaping from it. So their thoughts are on the pressure, moving away from it. So you've obviously understood why we kind of get them to think out and, and go out on a circle without just chasing them out, because that would be more the negative driving where the horse is thinking it's escaping, staring at the pressure that's moving away from. And uh, in its mind, it's kind of getting away from it um, to feel better. Now, when the horse is already on the circle, thinking forward, going around, we can create stimulants. So, so, and I would use, uh, you know, there'd be no, not a lot of difference from me having a belly rope, a long belly rope on a horse, putting a feel through it, getting a horse to trot up or walk faster and trot up through the feel of a belly rope from a stimulant coming from behind. But that stimulant is a feel stimulant like your legs. So if you use a stick from behind, like you'll see me bang a flag or something sometimes to get a horse to kind of get a bit more um, desire to go forward a little faster, but I'm not kind of pushing it with that pressure. I'm not push, 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 push where the horse is kind of like going, thinking back on that stick or that flag. I just create a little bit more uh, and the horse gets a little anxious for a moment. Then it goes, oh, I'll think go forward a little faster. But the pressure kind of just creates a, a pressure and then the horse uh, moves forward and it's not continually sort of holding it up. Um, so I guess what you've got to watch out for is sometimes you can see people just with their lunge stick behind their horse constantly all the time and the horse has got their thoughts back on that lunge whip all the time and sort of it's just kind of holding the horse up. I don't agree with that too much because I want the horse to be travelling forward, thinking forward. So um, I would like to um, set it up that the, that the horse um, is carrying itself on that circle. So... Uh, you can put a stick on their back, create a little bit of feel over their back, uh, like a bump bump, make them go faster. And um, as long as when that pressure releases, you see them start thinking and, and travelling. 
um, you can use it when the horse slows down. So instead of going speed up, speed up, speed up, um, and keeping the horse going, if you were using a stick, the horse would slow down and then you would say speed back up to the trot. Um, so then the horse recognises that that was a boundary that it stepped back to, but then when it thought forward and went forward, um, that, that went away. Uh, whereas if you kept it going with it all the time, that would be more driving. So once you've um, created that uh, desire to go forward, that sticks in neutral and it just it's just not it's it's just there uh, and the horse has not escaped anything then when the horse slows down then you say no i didn't want you to slow down and you create that desire with the stick again and then it goes forward um so yeah the horse starts to recognize that it's not being chased and not escaping from something that slowing down is just unavailable so so yeah you can be on a circle using it like that <clears throat> but as i explained it's it's um there are other ways as well to get a horse to lead forward better and start to trot and canter on a circle without even using a stick, and that's using the leading hand. Like you can sort of get them leading so well that even on a long circle you can push that knot forward and the horse just catches up and it gets in front of your shoulder and realises that that's the place it's to be. Um, and depending on how you move and how you push your leading hand is, is what speed the horse will go. So that's also another positive way to help horses um, especially if I think people are having trouble not chasing their horses and they've still got to drive. So, yeah, it's just something to think about. But, um, but, but yeah, if the horse is travelling forward, thinking forward and not just, you know, looking back at what it's running away from, then it's not as bad. I have a similar question for you from Kate Markin that she's asking for clarification. Um, she has, um, after having a video lesson with you and seeing you at a clinic, you recommended to her that she shouldn't lunge or round pen her gelding who has extreme issues with pressure. Her question is though, then which long reining also be an issue? Yeah. Uh, so Kate, the, uh, just to clear that up also the reason, and it, just for everybody else, I'm not, you know, it's not that round penning's bad or lunging's bad done, done right. Um, but for Kate's horse in particular, it would bring back too many negative memories of, of round panning and bad lunging. Um, and to get it right without him being aggressive and sort of say, you're the same as everybody else, uh, would be very difficult for him. Um, so to me, it was almost like too close to home to do it with him. Uh, and, and to get him soft about pressure and not defensive and aggressive I, th I think doing anything like that is, yeah, as I say, too close to the memories of what he um, really didn't like in the past. Uh, so to get it to get it right would be very, um, you know, too, it's too risky and too difficult, um, which means there's probably a whole bunch of other things that you can do with him that um, to get him soft, that'll educate him, that, that avoids the things that would have been the, the things that traumatized him the most, which is round panning and probably lunging. So, but for everybody else, I'm not saying, you know, just avoid that. And I'm just, horses that, that have been destroyed by it a little bit, um, you avoid it and show them other things uh, and, and build education in other ways. Otherwise, you, you might be sort of playing with too much fire and not being able to help them improve. So with, with him, um, long reining would be very good because you're working from behind, you're getting him to, to follow the reins, to become comfortable with boundaries, 
become soft. And, and, and when you're riding him, I can see a beautiful soft horse in him. He's lovely, lovely temperament. It's just that he's got the other side that gets very angry, very aggressive uh, towards people and very, def you know, very defensive. Um, I'd say he's, he's, it's defensive more than anything. And, it, it, you know, I, I sometimes probably shouldn't use the word aggressive. Um, I should use the word defensive more because that aggression usually was the horses just becoming defensive. So yeah, long reigning um, is, is so good because as I say, you're, you're just following him around. You're not chasing him. You're just getting him to soften, follow a feel, get comfortable at moving all his feet and uh, soft in the rain. So yeah, I'd, put, I'd, I'd go forward with, with, with long reigning for sure. Um, if you want to, if you're not sure about how to start it, then you just go and you sort of lead him out on one rein and, and just get him to go out in a straight line and follow him and, and see if he'll come back and, and go out in a straight line. And then while he's going out on, on just with one, one rope on, on the side, you just get more behind him and just put the rope around him, do a little U turn, you know, so it's kind of just gently spins him around and just make sure he's comfortable with the ropes. And then, and then, yeah, just, just go into the two reins, but but something I would encourage before you go forward too fast in two reins is make sure they're comfortable in the reins. So so you know you mightn't want to go forward at all for at least two or three lessons in the long reins, and make sure the horse is just comfortable at moving its front and its back feet and staying in between the boundary of the reins. And also, if you were to sort of back up, there's no resistance or squiggliness. They're not hanging their head down for a long time. They're just comfortable at staying balanced and and because uh, because before you you go forward you've got to give them the tools to get out of trouble and uh, so because um, you're going to more likely get into more trouble if you go too fo forward too quickly and they're still kind of frightened of the reins and, and not found their balance so certainly um get them really comfortable and then start to yield them into forward motion um through through just you know getting them to do a little hindquarter yield and then start to turn it into a forward hindquarter yield until they walk out and that that, that sort of be good um, but otherwise, um, you know, when you're, when you're around him, be strong in your intention and things like that. Show him that, that you're calm and strong and you're not, not going to niggle him too much. And, um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll progress really well. And there's lots of videos on guiding you through how to introduce long reins and uh, get a horse ready for that. And along those lines, Mark, there's a question from Beck. How can you tell when your horse is ready for long reining? Yeah, so sometimes at a clinic, there's some horses that aren't ready for long reining and I long rein them to help with their brace. But I wouldn't say go home, everybody, and just chuck the long reins on and do that. Um, you know, there's... In, in the sense of training, it'd be like um, trying to teach a learner ski to go down a blue or black slope and say, you'll be right. So so basically, there are some bracy horses that I wouldn't get somebody else to put long reins on, but I would do it myself, knowing that I could probably uh, get to the other side of the brace um, using those long reins. But the risk of of getting in a mess is is uh, if, if you weren't sort of accustomed to them, and then, then you might end up... Um, you know, in more of a mess. So you want to sort of go through a slightly longer period of getting the horse ready to do it. So so a few things that sort of I would say that um, would indicate that the horse is ready and you're going to get in less of a mess um, is in the, uh, if, if, you can, if you can get them to go out, like I said, in a straight line 
uh, past you and the rein can hang down their side and you can just gently follow them and rub them on the hip. The little things like that, that the horse is comfortable with you on both eyes first. Um, see, I'll use long reining to get a horse comfortable on both eyes with me and throw them in the deep end a little bit, but um, I know exactly what I'm looking for and I, yeah, I, I know how to get them out of trouble. Um, but for, for, for everybody who's learning it and, and teaching their horse it, then you do a lot more on one rein. Uh, so you can't get into trouble too much. One rein's just one long rope on down one side, and you and you you say so you get them to a stage that you can handle them all over. They can walk past you, and you can handle them, so they're very comfortable around you. Um, they're 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 comfortable. You know, when you're around the back end, you can walk behind them, and they're comfortable. You can walk behind them when they're moving forward, and they're comfortable. They're not freezing all the time and trying to like, you know, if they're still kind of trying to get you on one eye or the other or spin around and face up, you're going to have trouble in the long reins. So, so I would sort of work on all that first, make sure they're super comfortable with that. Um, just, just a, a point of, uh, so you don't get in too much of a mess. Um, you could do, you know, a lot of handling with a long stick around right down their back legs, even like a, a stick with a long string on it that you can sort of pull it around their back legs a bit and, and they're kind of used to that and they're not too panicky with that. If you've done one reining that you can get the horse out on a straight line, you gently will be walking behind them a little bit and then you can walk across to the other eye so the rope would be say for instance you're behind your horse's rump the rope might be for instance on the right side and in, and and you walk across to the left side while the horse is walking a straight line and then you just gently start walking off to the left and the horse feels that rope around its back end and it starts to turn away and kind of find you and that's a good way of getting the horse used to yielding a little bit off that rope pressure before you put two reins on uh, as long as they're not trying to fixate and fin spin around and face up on you and they're just following the feel of that around, you know that they're pretty good, then that's a good indicator that they're very close to being, you know, being ready to go forward. And if they've already gone, like, so not go forward, uh, put the two reins on. Um, if you've got a bit of a backup already established, like most definitely you'd want that because if you're learning it yourself and teaching the horse that you don't want to be hauling on a horse from behind them but they don't know how to go back or they've never gone backwards, so, so they, to me, I think they'd at least have to be have have moved their hindquarters over a little bit, um, backed up pretty pretty good uh, in hand just in front of them. They've got to be able to back up pretty soft to nose pressure, and then yeah, the, the, then the long running is just an extension of all that from a different position. But if you've gone through all those things I've just talked about, got got that backup working. Um, and the horse is not frightening in different positions, then 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 usually not much can go wrong. And because I don't, you know, the the I, I'm not using a lot of rollers and anything like that. If the horse, you know, does have a panic and you kind of get out of sorts, you can always just drop one rope, and um and and and, and get out of trouble pretty quick. Okay, on to a different subject. This is question is from Eleanor, and it's to do with picking up a horse's hoof. So with her horse, she's been touching and lifting his feet. He's getting better. Uh, and it's easy to lift her foot, uh, the hoof of the horse. But after a while, though, he starts to struggle and he wants to start to take his hoof back and he starts pulling backwards and forwards. And she'd like to know, um, she's been taught that you're meant to sort of put their hoof down on the ground yourself. So they don't put their hoof down by themselves. The thinking being that you're sending the wrong message that they can decide instead of us deciding. She just wanted to know what your thoughts were on this. Like, do you actually guide your hoof when it goes down? 
and um, also any thoughts if you can fit them in on uh, on that pulling forwards and backwards. She has watched your video on uh, handling the racehorse, which really helped her a lot. Um, interesting. I think uh, I think I, would, I don't know. I think my mum taught me that when I was a kid at Pony Club um, that you don't drop a horse's foot, you place it. Um, and and yeah, I think it's a good it's a it that 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 in itself I think is just a good rule of thumb. Um, sometimes because the horse can sometimes just get like a bit quiet in your hand, and then sometimes they they they're not leaning on you; they're fully balanced, but their legs loose. And sometimes, especially front feet, you, if you just drop it, they just also just drop it on the ground and it can frighten them a little bit. Um, and it just clunks their foot on the ground. You know, sometimes sometimes that you know if you're on hard concrete or something, they just drop their foot and their toe hits that concrete like that. So. It's not only just a, um, uh, it's not only uh, a good indicator, not a, 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 an obedience thing, I suppose. Like like you're saying about the horse, not just you know taking its foot away, placing it so you're in control when they, they put it down as well. It's also a respect thing for when you have had their foot up for a while and they're just kind of loose and floppy, but then they don't kind of wake up enough as you drop it that they just flop it to the ground. So so there's two reasons why why placing um, the foot down is is good. Um, in regarding uh, regarding the um, the brace, there's a really good video that I think's worth watching. I haven't got to full detail of all the picking up the feet, but it's you'll you'll see the um, what I mean about it. And and I actually get Coco to lead with a foot rope a little bit as well. Just and also um, the emphasis on leading to help horses become soft in the feet. Um, most horse trouble now that I have, like you're talking about, where the horse only holds a foot for so long that it snatches, um, I go back to leading, always go back to leading because you find the horse is kind of still bracy, doesn't know how to move softly near us, gets a little nervous when we're down one side or one spot, um, and then they get a little bit, um, you know, pushy or pulley with their feet. So one thing I get is soft leading, so I can lead and soften any foot Um you know, so if I, if I saw the horse, you know, was a bit heavy on its, say, front left foot, I could rock it and lead it through the lead rope to get it to kind of loosen up and loosen that foot and loosen and loosen. And then I get them to a stage that I could actually hold the foot and and rock them forwards and backwards and they, and, they, and they kind of still can hold their balance without needing to snap that foot down. They're good little things to teach your horses that will help with some of that brace and that, that pulling. Um and then, and then there's certain like a timed, uh, you know, certain time that a horse has to hold their foot up for. So basically, if you've worked your horse for a little while before you pick up their feet, that's the thing. I, I have a feeling your horse's level of um, commitment, emotional commitment, is fairly short. So as soon as you start holding the foot for too long, the horse starts to, you know, think away and then say, "I need my foot back just in case I need four legs to walk over there or do this and that." So usually if you work on some good leading backwards, forwards, you know, in the, in your hand just till the horse is really loose, calm and centred, when you hang that rope, the horse hangs its thoughts and it's comfortable, then you'll do a short picking up of the feet and then you, you basically expose it to longer times uh, holding the foot up. But sometimes in between when you put a foot down and want to pick up another one, you might do a little bit of leading again to get the horse, you know, emotionally engaged with, with you know, you know, if you think it's, uh, it, you know, got a short attention span. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, though, in the Coco videos, I'm, I'm starting to get a horse to lead, so soften and move its foot with, with the pressure of the rope and just become um, a little bit more, I guess, 
aware of that pressure and also become a little bit more obedient to that pressure that it knows that it can't fight that pressure. So, um, and there are things like I might put the rope on and lead them while I'm pulling on the rope a little bit so they don't sort of think, oh, I can fight it. Some some horses that are a bit snatchy um, that start to start to do what you're saying um, is, is I, I'll actually have them walking and I'll just have a folded rope around their foot and as they're walking, I'll, I'll, I'll stop leading them and I'll pick up their foot while they're still moving. And if they can start to sort of rebalance and pick up their foot and stop without snatching it to put it back down, then you know that's also a good indicator that they're, they're starting to get better at um, and more committed to that pressure, that they can hold their foot in that pressure and that'll overpower the desire to walk somewhere. Um, but that's, that's all sort of part of the process of, of, of you know, getting them better. Um, but I think if you look at all those things, you'll, you'll sort of, you know, be able to sort of iron out that that the horse snatching to put his foot down. There we go. And I hope that helps a bit of information there for you, that's for sure. Thank you very much, Mark. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jenny. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven-day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.